Hey guys, it's Olivia, the host of For You From Eve. I'm so excited you decided to click on to this episode. This podcast was created to becoming a better version of our yesterday selves through the power of meditating, manifesting, and motivation. I upload episodes every single Monday, and I'm so excited to have you here. So let's go ahead and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, Guys, my name is Tia. I go to Syracuse College of Law in New York. Um, There I'm doing my law degree and I'm also doing my business degree. So my JD and MBA. I'm a retired athlete. So that comes with a lot, but I'm still an avid fitness lover. Um, It's what I do, not necessarily to stay in shape, but to stay like mentally well. I think it, it really helps with that. And then kind of coincidentally you you're healthy and fit as well so that's Mm -hmm. really cool that's basically my life right now I know it's pretty bland but (laughs) those two things I don't think anything's bland when you're in law school in New York (laughs) trust me it takes up a lot of time um right now there's obviously a lot of downtime in the summer but I I do have a job so cool (laughs) so what sports do you play because I'm a big sports person too so So I ran track and field. I actually Mm -hmm. ran um, at the school that I go to right now. So I ran for Syracuse University, which was so much fun. I ran for Canada a couple of times. And yeah, so running was a lot of fun. That took up a lot of time. Yeah, I yeah I couldn't <laughs> I can't even imagine like doing a college sport. I did high school sports. I did like soccer, basketball. I also did track. I did like hurdles, which was like a mess. Yeah, but... that's my event. That's yeah, incredible. it's hard. <laughs> I like I was decent at it. Like I never fell over a hurdle. Like I was pretty decent, but it was hard. It's tough. It is. I commend everyone who runs yeah. and does anything. So that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Okay, so why don't you talk a little bit about? how you got into law school and what made you get into law because I feel like a lot of people say like oh I could be a lawyer I'd love to argue but they don't mm-hmm. realize like that's not what it is so why it's don't you explain yeah why don't you explain <laughs> a little bit of like how you got into it what it's more like the reality of it and everything like that of course okay so I actually after college I graduated in 2018 and I started running track, I guess what you can call professionally, we we don't really call it professional sports, because we're not like, on a contract, unless you're like the best of the best, you just kind of get paid per race. And it's, mm-hmm. it's this weird thing. But regardless, I ran professionally after school, and I thought I was going to go to the Olympics or many Olympics. And that was kind of my goal, um, all along, at least for the interim after school. So I never thought I was going to go to law school at all, let alone right away. I was going to say, playing a sport and, like, going into law is, like, really no time. Yeah, that I couldn't do. However, I know someone currently in law school who runs at my school. He's a cross-country runner. So, luckily, cross-country running, uh, you could... If you if you're very like time oriented and you know how to like block your schedule, it's doable because you yeah. can kind of run around classes. You don't really need True. your team. Now he's also like a therapy. Yes. So he has like a different level of motivation. Like let me yeah. not downplay, you know, his own greatness. But I feel like he found a way. Like he found a little cheat code, and you know, I'm, I support him in any way I can. Yeah. That's really cool. Um. But yeah. So then, I had a change of heart I guess somewhere in my career you know I track doesn't pay the bills I'm just gonna simply put that out there at Mm -hmm. least not for me 
And I worked as um, a babysitter, like on the side in between training and a personal trainer. So at my babysitting job, I actually babysitted, babysat for a judge. Mm. And it was really cool. Um, You know, we had some really interesting conversation. I actually didn't know he was a judge in the beginning because it was his grandparents that I, his grandchildren that I was babysitting. Yeah. So when I met him for the first time, it was like, wow, I... I know lawyers, but I have never met a judge. And so we had really interesting conversation and he really broke it down for me. I know that uh, I'm sure, you know, but not, there's not a lot of minority lawyers and Mm -hmm. he is a minority judge. So it just gave me a different sense of confidence um, and belonging and sense of belonging. And so we had incredible conversation and through weeks and weeks of just him pouring life into me is what I would like to you know call it he gave me some type of confidence to sign up for the LSAT (laughs) and so um you know I I signed up and then worked backwards so from my date I knew okay I was going to take it in x months which meant that I had about six months to study for it I had no clue what I was doing but I was so determined and Mm. um and yeah I did it and you know it wasn't really until I was along that journey that I was like I can I can do this And mind you, I've had some types of interactions with the law. I feel like I tell people a lot of this and they're like, hey, but that still doesn't make sense. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, my mom, she does real estate law. Um, I grew up just, of course, around her friends who all do like a myriad of different, they're in different areas of the law. So I would say I was blessed and privileged in the way that I've had some relation to it, but not on the level that law school requires. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't my own personal journey. It wasn't my knowledge of the law. It was just people that I knew. Yeah. And, and I feel so, like that's honestly the best way to get into is hearing firsthand from someone what it's like to be in that field. And you're like seeing the passion through their voice. And you're like, okay, this is like feeding into my soul the way that they're talking. Yeah. And like, it's the best way. Wait, I totally forgot to ask what part of law are you interested in? Because I forgot oh, yeah. there's like a million parts. There is. And that's that's a really good question because I don't know. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. totally fine. But I was okay. like, I totally didn't ask. It's okay. Actually, a lot of people ask me that. And if you were to ask me, if we were to do this conversation a year ago, going into law school, I would have told you, hands down, I'm going to school to be a criminal prosecutor. Yeah. If that was it. Like I was going to start in criminal prosecution, learn the law and then become a criminal defense attorney. And that was like my plan. Yeah. And then somewhere in my first year, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to constrict myself. There's so like law, of course, is wide mm. and broad and there's so many different interesting areas. And I think that um, if I lead now, like if I lead with the, the passion, like the fact that I want to effectuate change and not with the mindset of like, this is the way that I need to effectuate change. Like I have to do it through criminal justice. If I took a step back, I feel like I did my first year. You can affect change through so many different ways. Being a lawyer, like being a lawyer is, uh, there's so many different avenues really to help. And I think that learning that early was really key. So now I'm just kind of up in the air and I'll (laughs) figure it out as it comes. Yeah. Do you, like, can you, I mean, it might be a stupid question, but I know nothing about, like, no, law or law school. It's not, there's no stupid question. <laughs> I know, that's what everyone says, but. Yeah, not at so all. So, you don't have to know, like, is there, like, because, like, okay, when you go to college to get your degree, yeah. like, you could go the first two years without major, 
But like mm-hmm. in law school, can you go like a few years without knowing exactly what you want to focus on? Like, is it just like a law degree and then you do whatever you want with that? Or do you have to get like a criminal law degree or? Yeah, you do get a general law degree. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say the only benefit, well, the main benefit is that you should know after your first year because okay. you pick the courses of your second and third yeah. year. And the, the issue, I guess, I guess we can call it an issue with law school in America mm-hmm. is that it's three years. And you need to get on top of your stuff by like your second year because we start um, applying for jobs like in September for the summer, for the following summer. And usually the job that you're at for the following summer, so after your second year, is your actual job in your after your third year. So your first real legal job. So it's kind of important to know at least what you're interested in when you're applying for jobs because you could end up in an area of the law you really don't like. Mm-hmm. Although if you are you, know, you want to explore and for some if you have the privilege to explore you could go and take whatever you want and um and just kind of figure it out from there. But yeah, so they definitely do want you to know because you have to pick classes. Mm-hmm. Um but some people like myself just <laughs> take a bunch of classes and you know and we figure it out along the way which is equally as good because there are um while there are after your first year they're not really required classes but there are classes you should take because they're heavily tested on the bar exam Mm -hmm. so I just filled my schedule like for example because I don't know exactly what I want to do I filled my schedule with those type of classes because I would have had to take them regardless of if I knew what I wanted to do or not okay yeah yeah so That's, there's ways yeah bar exam I just in general like exams like I'm not a test taker like when it comes mm. to school I I'm very bad at like studying I'll get all my work done right away like I'll have all my homework done I'll have my google calendar planned out like I will get my work <laughs> done and work hard when yes. it comes to exams and tests my mind is blank so like how do you deal with the stress and anxiety of taking tests? And mm-hmm. I know you're also very faithful that you talk about on your Instagram and kind of using yeah. Christ through law school, I think is something that would be so interesting to talk about because I'm very religious as well. And I know that's how I get through. Like if I'm studying and I'm stressed out, like I have to take a Bible <laughs> break and be like, okay, God, like you have to get me through this because I'm not doing this on my own. I love so that. yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about the stress and anxiety of law school? Because at the end of the day, it's amazing to say, I go to Syracuse, I go to law school, you know, all this, but there's always like a background to everything. Oh, there is. I actually, yeah, I would love, I'm going to touch on that first first of course the first question you asked me but I also want to touch on some crazy exam hacks that I learned this year like okay yeah yeah yeah. so we'll start with things I need them (laughs) so I've actually like in my past I suffered like with performance anxiety and it became crippling so it started with sport but then it transferred to every part of my life like Mm -hmm. anxious about you know, how people perceived me because I had my, my, my self-worth tied up so much in track, anxious about uh, competition, about performance, et cetera. And then, so it, it started with track, it spilled over to school, it spilled over all over the place. And so I feel like conquering that um, kind of helped me set up for the tools, like what tools I needed in law school to succeed and not have as much anxiety. And the biggest thing, at least for me, is preparation. So I need to feel prepared. I need to be able to say that I trust myself. And that is kind of how I tackle everything. And when I can trust myself, 
I know that, okay, I don't need to panic at least. I don't need to stress about it. And the, the, the trusting of myself, that process, that's where my faith is from. Because I know that A, I have, I've been blessed with the opportunity to go to law school. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I chose, but this is the path that was pre-chosen for me. This is what I was supposed to be doing. And if this is this opportunity to give anything less than my best would be, then this is a quote. This isn't me, but it's, it's something that's always in my head. If you give anything less than your best, then it's a sacrifice to the gift. This is a gift and I have to do it meticulously as, as the best, you know, like as, yeah. as I'm giving back and thankful and appreciative of the place that I'm in, of the position that I'm in. And yes, it gets so tiring. And so, you know, when you said you need to take a Bible break, I get mm-hmm. it. I 100% get it. And I feel like sometimes when I'm time constrained, I might put, you know, all my pressing things like law school, et cetera, over, you know, my faith, deep meditation and prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's when things get chaotic. Yeah. So when I'm able to just reel it in and say, okay, look, God, he gave me this. He said this about me. This is who I am. That mindset, it really allows me to to give it my best A and then to go and execute when it's, when it's game time. And that's literally how I think of exams. In my brain, I'm getting ready for a race. Like, that's it. Yeah. So it's, you know, I uh, semesters are 16 weeks long and it, it literally feels like I'm, I'm on a track. I have no distractions. You know, there's a lot that you have to sacrifice in, in those 16 mm-hmm. weeks. But that's that's the mindset that I have, at least. Wow, and- I, like, have the chills. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it took a while to get here. But yeah. I would say that it is it is a sense of, of like, self-awareness and, mm-hmm. and, and faith. Absolutely. That is the word I would use to just explain it all faith in yourself faith in God that you guys got this yeah. <laughs> like you got this he's faithful he will see you through everything mm-hmm. everything absolutely everything and, and it allows you to ha- just have this sense of of compassion for yourself and you're kind to yourself and you know that look I'm, I'm doing what I have to do for when the exam comes I'll be ready yeah and I know that sounds much easier than said than done. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to quickly just go into a couple quick things that have helped me at least. Yeah, so for sure. In undergrad, it was not very easy. I mean, it was not easy for me to fail in a sense. Like I, I had a psychology degree and I did strategic management and business, but it was very easy for me to grasp concepts because they're also basic. Like you're learning, you know, like maybe you learn child psych and you learn like, about Sigmund Freud, like you're just learning very like surface level things. There's not a lot of application. So it's more like memorization. Mm -hmm. So I would find ways to memorize things and no problem, you get an A and it's very, it's very easy. But in law school, everything is analysis. Absolutely everything is, you're gonna learn this and you need to apply it. You need to apply it to whatever, to the fact pattern, to the exam. And it's such a deep level of analysis that it's like, if you don't know the core concepts, then there is, you, you won't get anything right because you're going to be fumbling because everything's timed. Like we have a short time constraint and that's how you separate, of course, the people who get A's and the people who get B's or C's. Mm-hmm. Um, so in preparation, so if I was to do undergrad over, um, one thing that I, would, I know for sure is that I would just be a better student. 
because I barely remember anything from undergrad. Everything was memorization and then see how fast I yeah, can that's remember right now. to throw it on a paper. Yeah. Um, and that's fine because I think that's like 90% and I'm making it, it really is. It's so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's 90% of us. Um, but, you know, studying is so personal. And I feel like we see one one type of studying from elementary school and you kind of go through and you just you just look at your notes and you read them over and you read them over but that's not mm. in in law school we have something called outlining so every day we take a bunch of notes in class and you take a bunch of notes when you read and and then through the semester either or some people do it every week some people do it near the end you condense it into little points you know the main basic points and then we call that an outline and then some people myself as well we take our outline and condense it further into what we call an attack outline so your outline can start at like 200 pages to let and then you go down to like 100 pages and then it might go to like 50 pages but your attack plan is about five pages so you're condensing originally what was 200 pages of notes into five pages because you really just want to know the basic concepts of how to apply so i'm going to take something really basic um like uh how would I what's like the most basic concept in give me a, a, an area of the law and I'll, I'll try to think of something basic that I can relate to let's do criminal let's do criminal I just love criminal like everything <laughs> okay cool so um, I don't love criminals everyone on the podcast I just like the stories <laughs> and everything yeah. like that especially like true crime yeah <laughs> so cool. okay so we'll take um we'll take in criminal law and we'll take um like for example the, the basic things that you need to convict someone of a crime uh-huh. so you need actus reus mens re uh and in that like actus reus is a volitional act that causes a social harm so somebody did something volitionally so volition means that it's their own will. So they did it. It couldn't have been like a reflex. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have been sleepwalking. Um, in volition, then you go into your defenses. So you have like, if someone was acting in self-defense, et cetera. But see if you don't have those that main basic, everything that I just spat out to you, the, the main definitional, an act that causes, a volitional act that causes social harm. And then if you don't know mens rea is like a certain type of, um, thought that they had, whether they acted intentionally, negligently, recklessly, etc. So you need to have those those main basics down to be able to apply it to a fact pattern. But mm-hmm. too often in in undergrad, especially, we'll just look at the definition and then just read it, read it, read it, read it over, and then kind of figure, okay, we studied. Yeah. But if you take those those main basic definitional whatever and start to create your own. Uh, your own hypotheticals your own scenarios in your studying so make I know it's a little bit easier in the law versus if someone's doing business but you can still do it like at all anyways like really try to think about okay if I was in the real world how would I xyz okay whatever if you're a a math student make up your own problems just it's just a deeper level of analysis and um, contact with your knowledge or contact with your learning like Mm -hmm. making actual contacts with the areas that you're studying and I think that's just a better it's I think I might have just gave it a little a little broad (laughs) definition of it but really just connecting with essentially what you're learning on a deeper level understanding Um, more than memorizing I think the biggest thing yeah 100 percent 
a hundred percent. And I feel like mm-hmm. that when you go into a test, it's like, okay, this is just another, another hypothetical. Exactly. Like, this is the it. word I learned, the vocabulary. I learned. Yes. I mean, like you put all that down, but you don't actually like, I've, I've, I've had some professors that don't grade your work. Like I've had an English professor that was like, I want you to write an essay on this. I'm not giving you a grade. I just want you to do it. He's like, because if I give you a grade, you're going to try to follow the guidelines and the outlines. And that's not what makes a writer. What makes a writer is like that's writing what right. you want with no pressure. And I don't think I've ever, re- I'm, I love writing and like reading. So I don't yeah. think I've ever done better than a class like that, where the professor doesn't have like pressure for you to just get a good grade and get it over with, which I, I hate that college is like that sometimes. I know. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's horrible. That's beautiful, actually. Your professor is really smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like that. I really, really like that. I love it. So, yeah. Honestly, there are so many different hacks. I feel like this is not, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't think of all of them on the fly. But mm-hmm. that's, it, it. yeah, there's ways to learn. And YouTube is like, YouTube University is the best. Like, I learned literally really how to is, take yeah. notes, how to, how to study. And those are like, I know school for some can be filled, riddled with anxiety. One of yeah. my best friends he is just like anxious about everything in school and we do a lot of just preparation and it's it's important it's important especially when you're in university because you should be studying something that you care about something that you're passionate about and if you're passionate about something you want to give it your best you want to learn as much as you can but you want to also be able to be in the space to do that which is where you know you if you need assistance you seek it um but it could be a beautiful thing school could actually be enjoyable yeah I first of all I just want to say you are incredibly intelligent like I was just oh, in, the whole time you were talking I was like oh my god like I'm like learning which is just like so cool and I feel like also I'm definitely someone that has a lot of anxiety with school like I think growing up like even in high school I used to take a lot of tests after school when I wasn't in a room with people because I was just so like nervous and whatever yeah. I get a lot of like test anxiety and Especially with online school, I think I really struggled because it was like I was actually not learning anything. Like I could not focus on a screen. And then it's like I had to take the test through online. But what I learned, what you were saying, even about like taking notes, is at the end of the day, it has to be a priority. If you want to do good in school, you're going to do good in school. And I think my problem was it was never like the number one priority for me. Like it can be a good and bad thing. Like I would put things like, my, like I said, faith, or I would put going to the gym over like doing a specific assignment on time. Or, you know, I was always like <laughs> yeah. good with it, but I was always like, yeah, but like it'd be better for my health if I went to the gym. So I'm going to prioritize <laughs> that, which can yeah. be good. But like you said, seeing it as like I have 16 weeks of no distractions, I'm not saying like don't go to the gym. I'm saying like prioritize yeah. your schoolwork over the gym for 16 weeks. But for those 16 weeks, prioritize it over your friends, like hanging out with your friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important. I know people who work in like corporate, for example, and literally work from like 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. with like, you know, in yeah. finance and everything. Yeah. And I, I see that and I'm just like, I don't think that could ever be me. Like I cannot be someone <laughs> like I even have like my best friends in architecture school. So she's like staying Ooh. up to three, yeah, three, four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, like I'm so proud of them but at the same time I'm like that could never be me like I need to be like no matter what I'm doing I need to be asleep at a normal time I need to be on routine like I just don't know if I could ever prioritize something so much like that but I am so like fascinated by people who are so like invested in school and yeah it can be fun for sure like you can make it fun and if you want it to be like 
you know, like, I don't know. It's just so fascinating to say how passionate people are about school. It's inspiring. No, I really want to let you know, though, that you could. If you wanted to, if you wanted to, you know, be in corporate finance and stay up to 8 8 a.m. to 1, you could. Yeah. You just don't want to. Remember that. You could. Mm. If you wanted to, you absolutely could. But you don't want to. And that's completely fine. Mm. And on a note on prioritization, I would say that that it is hard. And I feel like that's why a lot of people don't do it because it's hard to isolate yourself from your friends for 16 weeks. And it's hard to, you know, you have to find the balance. And that's the hard part. The hard part is finding out what works for you. But once you do, I promise it's like smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. For 16 weeks, I couldn't do say an hour a day um, in the gym because, or, or working out because it just wasn't feasible, but I can do like 20 to 30 minutes and on some days longer than others um or I could also space it out and not do it every day but do it Monday Wednesday Friday and then at least I know I could have a longer block of period so it is like a game I wake up extremely early during the school year like Mm -hmm. I'm up at 5 a.m but I also go to bed at like 9 30 that's literally me yeah (laughs) I sleep at 9 30 and wake up at like 5 45 yeah so that helps yeah (laughs) Yeah. a lot because you you can maximize the hours that you're awake that no one else can distract you Mm -hmm. and I know something that people might fear because at least it was something that I feared is if I do this then I'm like I'm gonna ruin my friendships I'm gonna ruin my relationship and that's the farthest thing from the truth because the people who matter the most are going to understand and they're going to be right there as soon as everything goes exactly all the all the time like that's a promise i know it for sure yeah the the right people yeah exactly they're gonna know they're gonna understand they're gonna invite you places like you will be a priority to them in general just like we're so young you're in your 20s we're in our 20s and it's like 24 yeah (laughs) like i just turned 20 so i'm like going into my 20s and it's just like, this is our time of growing. And I think this is when people lose and gain friends because it's like, this is your growing process. Your 20s is when you're like in college, figuring out what you're going to do for the rest of your life, like moving out, like all these things are happening in your 20s and you're evolving and changing as a person. And you're going to have times where you put your group chats on do not disturb and you turn your Instagram notifications off. And like, you know, you go through these zones of like, I need to focus on myself And at the end of that journey, you will either have a relationship that ends because that boyfriend or girlfriend isn't having enough time in you. And, you know, like, like I said, my boyfriend works in finance. So Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, we're not seeing each other. We're not talking, but I (laughs) I have to realize he's in finance. This is just him working on himself and him having his own thing and having his own passion and building himself up. And, you know, I'm doing my thing. And at the end of the day, you kind of just have to like be together in that and Mm -hmm. just have to let your significant other focus on themselves. Same thing with like a best friend. It's like, you have to sit back sit back and realize like, okay, like if they're a better person for themselves, it'll create a better person in our friendship or in our relationship. And that's how that will grow and evolve. So I like how you brought that up too, how when you do start focusing on yourself, some people will leave because they don't feel like they're getting the right attention or, from you. Yeah. But the real people will realize like, okay, no, this is what she has to do. And this is the way it has to be for right now. Exactly. This is what makes her happy or him happy. So yeah. I'm going to support that. Exactly. That's completely it. And it's more fun like that too, when like it your is. friends are all focused and you guys yeah. are able. Yeah, exactly. It's the growth phase. 
It's 100% yeah. the growth. Exactly. Especially at this age. Like, my friends and I, like, in high school, we used to hang out. Like, at, like okay, we'd go from school to sports to getting lunch together to doing this. Like, everything. And then it's so weird because it's, like, college and it's, like, Wednesday night. And we're, like, can we hang out? And we're, like, we can't. <laughs> like, we have so much homework to do. Like, we can do homework together. But I think recently I've been on a very, like, independent stride. I definitely will still see my friends on, like, the weekends, especially now that school's done. But I work, like... I work a part-time job. I do an internship. So I'm putting like 50 hours a week towards like both of those combined. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I am very busy and I'm trying to like be on my grind of like being on social media less, sleeping at 9.30, waking up at 5.45. Now my whole For You page on TikTok is girls who have like, like are just focusing on themselves. It's like, they're like, this is what it looks like when you focus on yourself for a month and they show like a 4.0 GPA. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be me. Like, yes, I have to. It will be you. It absolutely will. That's exactly what happens when you focus on yourself. Exactly. Like, it's honestly such a rewarding feeling at, like, the end of it, too. If you just spend, like, like you said, 16 weeks, so worth it. That's all it is. And you did something for yourself, which is huge. It's so big. Yeah. Do you have any other, like, school tips before? I just want to talk, touch a little bit also on you starting your own podcast. So do you have any other, like, school tips before we get into that or, like, anything else you want to talk about when it comes to law school? Um, You know what? Yeah. So before school, law Mm -hmm. school, at least, because in undergrad, I never um, knew the importance of studying with other people in my class that weren't my friends. Like, just finding somebody. Now, again, it's, it's a little bit easier in law school because if you have a study group, you guys are taking, so we, we're in sections. So you're in three different sections. There are three different sections and there are about 60 people. So I found a study group of like five of us and we had all of the same classes together. We weren't friends outside of um, law school prior. Of course, we became friends through our study group, but we were all focused and it was really nice to just be with people who were immersed in the, the topics. Also the importance now, it's not just social, but it's because everyone sees things differently. Yeah. Everybody understands things differently. And again, like the more contacts you can have with the content, the better you understand it. So if you're studying with people who are all unlike yourself, everybody sees it differently. You guys are almost bound to help each other learn whatever the subject is. And so I never believed in study groups, but I highly, strongly encourage them. I don't think it should be the only time you study because some you, you do need some just time, just you and your brain alone. And it could get a little convoluted if you're with a bunch of people. But I think it's important to use your classmates as a resource yeah. because they're in the same boat as you and they're trying to internalize the information that the professor or the teacher is giving. So if you can use them as like an extension of your teacher, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good extension of your learning. It's a great way to diversify whatever content you're trying to engage with. Yeah. So I strongly recommend finding yourself a solid group of individuals you can rely on. It's so um, motivating too. Like, yeah. there's like a quote where it's like, you're the sum of like the five people you hang out with. So oh, when you're around like absolutely. motivating people who are studying, you're, it's going to motivate you to study more. Yes, you're going to want to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I honestly never had, like I've done homework like with my friends at like Starbucks, but I've never had a study group. And I honestly feel like it'd be so cool. Same thing with like marketing, especially in creative. Everyone has different minds, different ways to approach things. So I mean, obviously, like, with COVID, I was online, so it was, like, very hard to do that, but that's honestly, maybe I'll get into that next semester. Try it out. Honestly, I think it's, I think it's a really good way to 
um, to study and it, yeah. it helps me a lot mm-hmm. especially okay online school I will last tip I don't know if we'll still go back into online school maybe some people will so here's a tip I know it's hard to focus during class but if you listen to the way some of your classmates answer questions you might actually learn something from them Mm. so I would literally listen to what people were saying about different things because it's how they understand it yeah and I, I would either if the, if the teacher or the professor asked a question I, I would try to answer it internally and then listen to how someone else answered it and then be able to compare how well do I understand the topic so that's another way to like test yourself and and yeah see how well yeah. you understand it yeah I wait did you like make your schedule for next semester do you know if you're online or in person we are in person because we're um we're required to get vaccinated and Mm. we all have to go back to school vaccinated are you are you vaccinated yeah vaccinated I am I am yeah and and I know the choice is so personal so I was Mm. a little bit upset I guess when my school decided to mandate it but I understand the importance of safety and yeah and so uh, you know without hesitation I did yeah I'm, yeah I'll be mine's like half and half mine's like half in person half on zoom so like some of my classes are like online and then some are in person so I'm gonna be like back and forth but I'm like whatever as long as like there's some days where I could like have the motivation to actually go to campus and be like okay like I have going to school like I'm so excited to be going to campus like I'm, I miss that so much so I'm excited for that good yeah that's yeah. awesome okay so let's talk a little bit about starting your podcast obviously I just yeah. recently started mine so what's the inspiration behind yours what kind of content are you going to have we'll give it a little shout out so people can check it out too of course so I actually have I think three episodes up mm-hmm. um it's called off your record and so the the inspiration behind it there's a, there's a couple things so you know in track, um, we have something called, you know, your personal best. So it's your personal record of your achievements, um, you know, when you performed well, what you ran. And a big thing in track that held me back in speaking from uh, speaking to others in, in this comparing themselves to their best always and not understanding like the process of who they're becoming mm-hmm. as an athlete. And so you always compare yourself to your best performance or your worst performance. And you use that as a measuring stick and it kind of holds you back because you're not your best and you're not your worst, but you're this evolution of whoever you are as an athlete and where you're, where you're going essentially. Mm -hmm. So really just taking things off your record and understanding that you're, you're in an evolution, you're forever changing, you're forever becoming. And then um, it's also a play on words in the law because of course, criminals, they have a record. And when they come out of jail, there's like a big stigma around being a criminal. And that doesn't matter what type of crime they commit. Um, And it's unfortunate because a lot of them get unfair treatment. So someone who commits a white collar crime, a businessman, someone who does tax evasion isn't treated the same way as someone who steals a loaf of bread because his family was was poor. They both did something criminal. They both Mm. broke a law. But someone is treated way different because of their record than someone else. And regardless just because someone has a record doesn't mean they can't change and they can't evolve and they can't become a new person. So it's just self-growth and self-evolution, getting things off your record, yeah. whatever you think you you are, you know, getting the negative off the record and replacing mm-hmm. it with something positive about yourself. And, and yeah, so that was the, that was the inspiration behind it. Um, it's definitely been, it's so much fun. Unfortunately, I, 
I thought I would have more episodes out by now, but school kind of took precedence. It's tough. Yeah, no, I remember like when I was starting mine, I was like, okay, like let me pre. I pre-recorded like nine episodes. I was like, Good. let me. Like I was like, I have to because I know myself, and like I'm gonna be still very new to it in the beginning, and kind of overwhelmed, or I'm probably gonna forget a week. So like yeah. the first, I had the first two months like already scheduled to upload, but then. During finals week, I remember I didn't post for, like, a week. And I was, like, so mad at myself. Like, I, I get so mad at myself <laughs> if I, like, don't follow through with, like, something that's, like, on my calendar. So, like, of course. I was so angry. But now I'm, like, getting back into it and kind of just, like, enjoying it. There was, like, a little moment where I was, like, okay, I want to make sure this is, like, like, what I want to do. And I will invest in it. Like, I will invest in, like, a good microphone and a good, like, editing software program. Like, I will invest in it. And honestly, it's so much fun. Like, you're going to – I mean, I'm sure you already know, but – so fun just talking to people and like <laughs> especially having guests on just learning their stories like I would have never met you would have never talked to you would have never known who we were and now it's like we're having a 45 minute conversation on you know what I mean like it's just 100%. so cool it is I love connection and conversations you're Me absolutely too. correct yeah it is I, I feel bad sometimes that I I let I let it fall behind because it is fun and it's a nice. nice creative outlet. I think that's so important. Just having somewhere where there's no grades related to what you're doing. You're just creating art yeah. and having fun. <laughs> yeah. And you're making like your networking basically. Yeah. That's like the number one thing I learned right now in school. I'm in my third year mm. and just like the number one thing is networking with at internships, jobs, anything you will not get through anything with an application everything is through networking like I send so many emails a week just for people to be on my podcast like yep getting internships it's like literally like 15 emails a day and I'm just like it's it's like exhausting to send the emails but once you actually get a phone call with someone or get a recording it's so fun exactly and it pays off yes exactly you're expanding your network they'll never forget you I'll never forget you yeah and it's exactly the same yeah work. is this the first um podcast you've been on no but th- th- it's fun every yeah. single one is is much more like you know you learn something new and they're all about different things so mm. that's also really fun to just yeah. be able to talk about different things with different people and I feel like it helps me learn as well 100%, you, know, you learn yeah. about different things so that's awesome I definitely wish you luck your podcast is gonna be amazing you're already like such a good talker like normally when I talk to people they're a little bit nervous which is so normal (laughs) like even when I was on a podcast once I was so nervous but on my own I'm so comfortable but you have a great podcast voice you're extremely intelligent and I I loved having you on I've never had like someone talk about school so I'm like I like want the semester to start tomorrow like I'm like ready I'm like I wish I could redo finals week now like I totally would have done it differently I say that every semester but seriously like yeah I'll be following your Instagram for motivation um thank you but yeah it was so amazing to have you on thank you for thinking of me as soon as I saw your Instagram I was like yeah no I gotta email her like (laughs) she's so cool but yeah I wish you luck with your podcast and with law school we'll definitely keep in touch make sure you guys check out Tia's podcast off the record I know it's gonna be sick I will put your Instagram and everything down below so people can go to the description and follow you and kind of just follow you through your journey 